Welcome to the Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hi there, everyone. This is Tracy Markwork, co-host of The Audit Room here on Zoom with Trent Russell, who is not able to join us today. So we are live every Tuesday at 12 p.m. noon New York time, and it's an hour earlier in the central time zone. And normally in Europe, it is at 6 p.m., but because of the time change, it's a little bit earlier today at 5 p.m. And today we're excited to talk about innovation in learning. Before we get to that, a little bit about me. I'm known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, and I work with internal audit teams to help them improve their communication, which in turn helps them improve their productivity, productivity, profitability for the business, cost savings, and to really help them get better results than ever before. And I'm excited today to have Dr. Dominic Forschler with us because I've known Dominic and been working with Dominic for, gosh, it must be over six years now. And uh, we have started to, um, or he has invited me to get involved with him in kind of this innovation in, in training. So I'd like to hand it over to Dominic to introduce himself a little bit more. Dominic is the managing director of the ARC Institute. And Dominic, what else would you like us to know about you? Oh, that could be a longer story today. <laughs> so originally from me, I started in the banking sector with Deutsche Bank. Uh, some almost three, uh, three decades ago and uh, later on working also in Canada with CIBC, which is amazing, and then joined the automotive industry with BMW and today heading the Audit Research Center as well as the ARC Institute. And uh, we are originally a spin-off of the University in Frankfurt in Germany. And uh, yes, with Audit Research Center, we produce almost uh, 1,800 training days yearly. 6% in Europe and uh, in Asia, as well as the US. And uh, most in, in English, German, a little bit in French and Spanish. And on the other hand, we have ARC Institute, but we are bringing probably today in audit room the, the best of two brands together because ARC Institute is concentrating on digital transformation mm -hmm. and there is the Gamify training hosted. Super. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with us. And, you know, um, our topic is innovation and learning. And I wanted to ask you um, right off the top, what inspired you to disrupt the training industry with gamified training or gamification? 
Yes, that was almost 12 years ago when Christoph joined us from Walt Disney. He was working with Walt Disney and Sony Music and he started really our, our actions or, or projects in digital transformation. And he told me so much about gamify training and gamification. And at this time, to be honest, I, I thought, hey, what's that? And we were just asking ourselves in the, that time, what does the large buzzword digital or digitalization and digital transformation mean for us as a, a training institute? Mm -hmm. And then as Christopher from Walt Disney joined us and, and told us so much about gamification, and he was really uh, some three or, or four years ahead at that time. And I just needed some, some two, three months to understand all those concepts. And that was the very starting point where we see that the, the future, especially, uh, yes, we are ushering with that in a, in a new area of global learning and availability. Yeah. And uh, yeah, gamification is so motivating. And today we are about 186 programmers in Arc Institute. Uh, and we are working around the globe to have really uh, following the sun concept for large companies, mm -hmm. as well as we are now 38 people in the audit research center. Okay, so before gamification started 12 years ago for you um, specifically, but we were all basically sitting in a meeting room or in a big classroom for days and days at a time. We were taken away from our jobs. Um, occasionally we had some kind of online training, but it really wasn't a popular thing. And um, do you find that, you know, really since the pandemic hit, this has had a big impact on online learning? Yes, on the one hand, we had in the, in the first years, we had a growth about 8%. But since the pandemic started, we have a growth between 16 to 18% monthly currently. We are having, or we are really proud on that. We are having uh, since last month, more than 420,000 end users in 12 mm -hmm. languages on the serious business game trainings. And usually all the trainings are in Spanish, English, French, and German. And so I think the, the most important topic that you just mentioned there is that it's independently uh, available uh, based on that HTML4 programming on each end user medium. And uh, you don't need any application or anything like that. It's so easy. You only need an, an internet access for that. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the way that my daughter asked me some, some four months ago, hey, dad, usually when have you watched TV blockbusters? And I said, oh, usually those blockbusters were played at, at Saturday at quarter past eight after the, the news. Yeah. And she said, oh, and you have to sit down in your living, living room at that time. And I said, yes. Uh, and you weren't able to stop it if you go to toilet or something like yeah. that. And, and, and she said that there wasn't Netflix, there wasn't on-demand TV. And I said, no. <laughs> and that's probably the larger change in there because uh, whenever you want to do the training, you can enjoy it after breakfast or after lunch. Yeah. And if you think about the track record, which is really amazing, already before the pandemic, we had about 76% people doing the training after six o'clock PM in their time zone. And at the weekend, and now we have about 82% of people 
who are doing the serious business game trainings because yes, it's it's fun, it's motivating. They're probably sitting at the sofa uh, with their laptop and enjoy the training also after 6 p.m. and at the weekend. Yeah. I, I have to say that I have played some of the games in the last three months and I actually do it on the weekend as well. So I don't consider it like work. It's actually a, a pleasure to play the games because behind, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself in the conversation, but for every game, there's a background story, right? And then you have learning interspersed and, and I, and I want to know how the story ends to be honest. So when I played Echo, it was like, you know, you have to complete it to find out actually what happened. So, so for me, there was a bit of a hook there, um, you know, like a little bit of a mystery. So I wanted to find out um, how that game um, ended. But I also wanted to ask you, because I think, you know, the ARC Institute is a little bit different than some of the orga other organizations out there. Um, you do uh, mention on your website that you focus on the networking or the connection between science and practical application. So how could you um, elaborate on that a little bit? So originally, as we have been a spin-off of the university, we still have uh, very um, good roots in that way with the university and uh, our people always do or giving lectures at several universities. Uh, on, on different content like strategic management, uh, yes, also digital, digital business model and, and some topics like that. And that's probably the way that we launched ourselves. So we work also a lot of uh, with younger people and students, uh, which give us uh, insights for the Generation Z and Y and, and probably already the Generation A, if we look forward. And, and that helps us so much to understand how new concepts work. And there we see us always at the interface between on the one hand business, as well as creating new topics. And that's probably one, one uh, topic I may mention here. So uh, more than 90% of our uh, serious business games, as you just said with Echo, is connected to ESG storylines. So we really focus on, on sustainability And that is also one topic which we gained from doing research and, and working together. And as you see, those storylines are already in place for more than 10 years. So we, we joined that ESG topic very early. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a, a very, uh, I would say, a hot topic right now in the industry. So if, if you're addressing that, that's, that's really relevant for all the internal auditors. Um, I wanted to ask about, um, I, I guess, the The benefits of this. I mean, I, you know, as a trainer, I think every internal auditor should be working on their, you know, continuous improvement themselves, not just continuous auditing, but continuous improvement and growth and development for themselves. And I know, I think Hal's on the line. Hal um, is also um, a, a big believer in that, if I can speak for you, Hal, for a moment. And um, do you find there's a difference in uptake for individuals learning And, and also, what are the benefits to a corporation or for an audit team to actually say, we want to do this kind of training and not a more traditional kind of training? So I would say uh, there are several models. First, I would like to, to answer the first question. What are probably the, the more didactical topics which are uh, added value in that case? So for example, if we both have given so much trainings in the past. So 
if you have 12 to 14 people in one room or in an online training, they all have to listen to, uh, to, to the train at the same time. And, and probably the group is a little bit heterogeneous and, and there are some more whatever high performers or mid performers and someone says, hey, can you go faster? Someone say, can you repeat that? So it's always difficult to get the right level playing field for everybody. And that's probably one large benefit for each one who's using Gamify training. The algorithm in the background always changes based on the knowledge and decisions that you take inside of the game. So probably someone will have, based on his knowledge, a, a duration of six hours for training. Another one only have four hours. <laughs> then you can't say the one is better or worse than the other. The topic is that probably the one with four hours have always taken the right decision based on his knowledge. So he was faster. Yeah. And the other one based on his knowledge would have taken some more learning loops. And that's the way if someone decides right or left at the crossroad. So the algorithms are changing the simulation to the right way that someone wants to learn in. And that's probably also the topic uh, to connect that with your second question. As you said, what's probably uh, the benefits for, for companies using that. So we deliver a reporting based on nickname, on regions, countries, whatever. So if you want to see how your, your people are developing, we are able to show that up. And that's really the way of digital transformation for learning that we see now. Because for example, in Pacific, which is our leadership game in there uh, to, to manage teams, you have 18 indicators in the background and such learning loops are much more faster than in the real world. For example, you have different characters. Someone has to be more motivated. Somebody's more self-confident and, and so on. So probably if somebody comes up and has a energy level for eight hours and you give him for 10 hours work. So usually in the real life, you may have whatever doing that with your people for four or six months and someone comes back and say, okay, I'm ill for one week. <laughs> Let's enjoy that. Uh, but if you drive people on a, a 110% or 120%, it takes a long time. But there you get the feedback loop immediately. So somebody comes back at the next day and works only three hours for you. And if you gave, give him a, again more work than his energy level is, then it becomes worse. So there's always a direct feedback, which helps people really to leverage their learnings and uh, their optimization of behavior also in there. Mm -hmm. And um, if you say about benefits from companies, so instead of sitting at the airport, watching the weather app, you can do a training. And that's really amazing. You jump in for whatever 10 minutes because it's cloud-based. You come in the office at the next day you enjoy the training, uh, like hop off and hop on at the same stage again. And you, you can do the training, whatever, for half an hour. So it's really like uh, the situation to adapt with my daughter. You, you, you are able to do on demand, whenever you enjoy, whenever you are ready for the training, you, you may do that. And that helps a lot uh, the, the companies if you have time between meetings or after lunch, you feel good and, and want to do a training. So that makes it much more easier. And what we have seen, the speed of the training comes up uh, a lot in there. 
Yeah. And I, I think I, I, I kind of reflect on what you've said and I, you know, I was up at four 30 this morning, training audit report, writing, training audit report, writing last week and the week before. And, and, you know, when you have, especially in the environment that we're in today, when you have six or 12 people on the screen, you can tell who's checking their email and who's on their phone. Um, you can see the reflection in their glasses or maybe looking at a different screen or they're looking down, whatever it is. Um, I found when I played the game that I was absolutely focused on the task at hand. Do you have any feedback from uh, clients who have tried this in terms of the engagement that they're getting from their employees? So our completion rate is triple higher than the usual web learning rate in there. So that's really impressive. It's a, it's a topic that you said, the gamification storyline is like a film. You're watching a sequel. There is a advertisement. You, you run to the toilet and probably come back uh, soon again to watch how, how the film is going on. And yeah. that's the same here. What we see in the gamification storyline as the concept is didactically built up, that there are moments uh, like whatever an echo after the second level uh, uh, and it becomes really ambitious and, and very exciting and people want to know how the story is going on. And that's the way people are so motivated to see what is the next step. Or for example, in, in Ada, where there are critical situations to help your team colleagues and uh, people really want to, to learn more because they want to see the gamification storyline. And that's the way probably how children are learning so much. If you think about gamification in general, if we are talking about Monopoly, for example, which is a board game, mm -hmm. uh, nobody talks about money, especially on there or how you can build several houses and uh, mm -hmm. develop strategies and so on. But, but you're learning so much, yeah. uh, which is not explicitly going out there. And the way that we do it is we have, as you know, a three-step didactical approach, which helps on the one hand to learn new content, then to practice that new content in a way of simulation, which helps a lot, like uh, Anthony Pugli said, in a way of experiential learning. Yeah. And the third topic is for uh, sustainability. After the training, everybody is receiving a script where you can read all the content after the training. So, and 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 also they receive CPEs, right? For everything. Yes. Yeah, because I have a question from Hal, and Hal and I have talked about this before. Um, there's lots of conversations on LinkedIn about you know chasing free CPEs on the internet. So everyone's attending the free webinar so that they can get their CPE. They don't even have to be active. Um, you know, how do we get people to invest in themselves and in their staff? Oh, that's probably a general question, which is not uh, originally connected with uh, gamified training. I think already it's really disruptive. I may say that also uh, in a way to understand it, uh, because if you see several trainings and, and the price on that, with the gamified trainings, we have currently, oh, to understand that, Originally, we had what we call a blockbuster model, uh, one ticket for one cinema film, which means one ticket for one game. And we started two years ago with, uh, right before the pandemic, we, we started with what we call Netflix with a flat fee, an all-inclusive. Mm -hmm. And there you can enjoy 35 trainings 
currently, and uh, we are producing currently one to three new trainings each month. That means at our Agile board, we will have at the end of the year about 52 trainings. And, um, and that's the way uh, that we are able to offer that flat fee, which is depending on, on, on several criteria or more over the Big Mac index on countries, which is about 890 euros usually, which is offering a price below 25 euro per training. And that's really disruptive if you see that. So, yeah, I, I think, and, and, and in connection with that, you have the script and you have your CPE certificate, which will be uh, based on learning questions. So you have already different challenges to answer during the game. But after the game, we have based on the learnings, a additional learning loop where you have to answer those questions and receive afterwards your, your CPE certificate. So it's, it sounds like there's definitely um, potential, um, uh, lots of potential in corporate for this, but is there also potential to encourage, um, this is a follow-on from House, uh, potential to encourage individual auditors to invest in themselves, or is there still some resistance, do you find? So in a way of um, B2P, we have from that 400 or more than 420,000 end users currently, we may have about 10% who are B2P. And the usual way is that HR department or the head of internal audit or the head of corporate purchase, yeah. whatever, is, is buying those licenses to enjoy the training with their employees or staff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I still think um, that the, the easiest way to, to disrupt is through the corporations. And it's still a slow movement um, in terms of getting individuals, but that the value, the, the value of having 52 games available for one price, I mean that the price per CPE must be unbelievably low. Was it like five dollars a CPE or something? I, I don't know. Currently, it's more than 150 CPEs that we are offering with 35 trainings. Yeah. And if you imagine till the end of the year, that will be about 250 CPEs. That's really incredible. And, you know, it's like Netflix. If a new game or if a new training comes up, it's automatically in your all-inclusive, uh, like Netflix, they're launching a new film and you have it in your box. And that's probably the, the amazing approach with that. And we are offering several learning paths like audit leadership or audit team communication or what we call own the room, uh, how to do better closing meeting presentation. Mm -hmm. So based on that learning, passes you can say hey i want to stimulate my people in a in a special way and then you can create such learning paths as well as we do it individually with different companies so we usually do a in a, in a way of practical implementation so usually we do a kickoff for the company where we show up uh, gamification in general how that works technically and um, afterwards uh, with HR or with the, the audit leaders, we do concepts for their team individually, how they want to follow a learning path. And what we created last year is a leadership board. And therefore, companies can say, hey, those two trainings we want to do in, in April and those two trainings we want to do in May. And that's the reason where that leadership uh, board comes up and, and the gamification, because if you see, hey, I'm in level two and probably Tracy would be in level eight. 
So I would say, hey, <laughs> I have to go forward with there. Little so, competition, or <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot like this, and uh, yeah, probably to mention that because that's often um, very important to people. We have three possibilities. For example, in the Netherlands and Switzerland, usually people uh, people train with open names, yeah, like Max Miller or whatever, and um, uh, that gets the the performance up. Uh, to maximum uh, in comparison to, to the usual way up to uh, 18%. And on the other way around, the second possibility, which is the usual one, is that everybody uh, receives a nickname of the company and only uh, the participants, each one knows his name and when right. you want to share it, whatever, yes. But there are usually a lot of regional teams there and uh, like competing in sales or whatever, And, and that really brings up a, a higher performance. And the third one is really that only we at Arg Institute know the nickname and mm -hmm. nobody else in the company, which is usually done a lot in automotives because the unions are very yeah. strong yeah. here. Yeah. And yeah. So there's a little more competition when the names are open, but management can manage um, can have a, a, an overview of how everyone is performing and if they're performing and if they're completing games, whether or not they use their real names or their nicknames. So it's another measurement tool, basically. Yes, the topic is everybody who is in the training sees the ranking, which is open. So if we both would be in a training and our names would be in an open way, there we would be able to see each other uh, and whatever, what we would say, hey, ARC uh, Institute number 102 and 104, then you see only the numbers. And based probably on the numbers, what we often do is uh, we, we form group teams like the Latin America teams, the US team, the Canada team, and so on. So that's often the way that how people want to attract a little bit more in the companies, the, the competition that they say, hey, we give a monthly award to the best learning team or we have the MVP, most valuable player yeah. uh, over there. And, and that really motivates people. And it's an easy way to get them integrated into the learning action. And I know that last year you had the European Audit Championship, right? Um, what are you, what do you, how did that go and what are your plans for this year? So the European Audit Championship was already planned uh, some three years ago and we tried to integrate um, all the national IA association at the first step and it was quite difficult people were not so familiar with gamification and so on so uh, but with the pandemic there were a, a dynamic environment up there and uh, yes we had in a two-step approach in in Europe it was quite popular doing it like a soccer team so we had um, national audit qualifyings uh, to generate the 11 best people of each country in a first step and uh, each national IA association crowned or awarded their MVPs in the countries as well as their teams. And if you want, you, you may watch the, the great videos of the Swiss national team or Albanian national team and so on at the YouTube portal with mm -hmm. Arc Institute. It's, it's really incredible what a dynamic and emotional uh, empowerment there was. And the, then there was the great final Uh, so the best uh, of each country competed together in one game. <laughs> and what we now facing as we had so much good feedback, and this, uh, if I watch uh, down the road, uh, for example, for Alaba, 
one of our official ambassadors in Africa. Amazing to work with him together. So next topic will be, uh, we will have in each continent, a continental audit championship. So next we'll start India. India has really a very ambitious people on board and uh, they call it the uh, IPL, Indian Premier League for internal audit. And it's really amazing. They have six regions where they do uh, regional audit uh, championship qualifying. Then the top 20, like in a cricket team, will later play for the All Indian Audit Championship. Nice. And as far as we have today, uh, a lot of US people on and, and from Canada, as far as I know. So we are coming up with uh, six conferences like the NBA in the US. And we will play such conferences as a regional national qualifying championship. And later we will crown the, the all-stars of the US as well as in Canada. So I think Canada is also uh, like your home turf. Uh, it, is. it is indeed. We will, we, will uh, or we are very much looking forward for the all Canadian audit championship. And I think that will be amazing. So there are six continents. So we will have Americas and Middle Americas in, in one uh, continental championship. Currently, we are starting with Colombia with the National Audit Championship mm -hmm. for Latin Americas. There will be Africa, there will be Europe, there will be Asia. And additionally, we will have Australia, New Zealand, and some of those uh, countries uh, which are based on Pacific Islands. So those mm -hmm. are the, the six larger uh, continental championship and uh, next year we want to have the global uh, olympics where we're going to have the global championships for internal auditors and you know the the most important in there is often we are not mentioned so positively in 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 reputational way and uh, what we have seen in europe is that it's it's like um, yeah probably a a eco environment, you have your internal auditors, but as we have seen that people are qualified for the national team. So a lot of people in their companies and their friendships were, were looking and, and, and just, hey, internal audit, what's that? You know, they, they were really yeah. talking about that and people were proud wearing their national shirt uh, of the national team. And, and yeah, it was, it was really a movement. <laughs> Yeah, and I've, I've seen some of the videos, and I think it was at Albania that did the video where they're all wearing the same t-shirts and everyone is, is, is excited. So it's really also, I think, a team building experience. If, 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 a, if a, an audit team wants to actually join the championship, the regional and the national in their country, um, it can really help pull the team together, especially because we've all been apart um, for such a long time. I think this is a great way to bring everyone together. All right, well, listen, we've, we're running against the clock, Dominic. I, I wanna thank you so much for just coming on and having this conversation with me because I think that um, innovation and learning um, with gamification um, um, and, and other tools as well is so, so important. And I, I do believe that internal auditors really um, ideally should be stepping up and taking ownership for some of their own growth and development and saying, you know, I wanna do this and I wanna learn. And in line with that, if I may, Dominic, we didn't talk about this before, but I know occasionally you offer a test license to try one of the games. And we have, we've had uh, 15 to 20 people on the call today. So I'd like to invite them, if it's okay for you to reach out to me um, through LinkedIn, send me a DM. If you want, you can send Dominic a DM, but send me a DM and we'll get you a link 
so that you can get a test license for the game. And it lasts, I think, for two weeks or until the end of March is what we're looking at right now. And um, you can all try it. And if you complete the game, you'll get a CP your CPEs for that as well, which I think is a super offer. So um, if you're looking for that, um, reach out and let us know. Um, Dominic, any final words from you? Uh, it was a pleasure taking part here in the audit room. And I think uh, the future is really about gamification and digital learning there. And I enjoyed really the talk with you. Thank you so much, Tracy. And uh, let's try it yourself. Uh, get a direct message to Tracy and we are offering you the possibility to get the test training license. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Dominic. It's a fascinating topic. And um, do reach out to me, uh, Tracy Marquardt, Europe's leading audit communication consultant, and Trent Russell from Green Sky Analytics for data analytics. And we look forward to seeing you next week in the audit room on Zoom. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. <laughs>